1: Dick Girardi, Mike Kern Kyle Nunnemaker here at the Parks Sports He's Board in charge the Parks Casino on Street Road in Ben Salem uh, We are now joined by our good friend Brad Feinberg, and uh, if you can't get enough of Brad every Saturday with us, and, and you can never get enough of Brad, as far as I'm concerned, Park Sportsbook Twitter page, uh, get on there, check that out, and Brad's pot betting podcast now, Brad three times a week, Pizza Bagel bets podcast. Tell us about the podcast before. Tell we us get about into the, the Pizza Bagel. Yeah, I
2: don't. You know <laughs> what's,
1: what's happening with the podcast?
0: Well, we do. It's called Pizza Bagel because I do it with Anthony Gargano, and obviously him. Uh, you know, being the uh, pizza guy, me being the bagel guy. And it's it's Perfect. one of the things, look, we give good information each, you know, we do it three times a week. We go over, mm-hmm. you know, do back days, games. Uh, we talk about value and lines that we hopefully see to make people money. It's just like it's a good informative show where we always just talk about, you know, bets that are out there that hopefully everyone out there listening can capitalize, have fun with, and hopefully, again, at the end of the day, make some money while you're doing this.
1: So check out Brad's podcast three times a week with uh, our good friend Anthony Gargano. So we got a couple of games. Before we get to the MLB games today and tonight, uh, Brad, you have a football game you like. New England WFT, which I believe is Thursday. And I cheated and looked on the Twitter page. I think you have an opinion on the over-under. What is
0: it? I do. I You know, I was able to get Dick. I set over 33-and-a-half. It's up to 34-and-a-half, but I still like it very much. And it's all about, guys, it's about quarterback rotations in these games. You know, not just who the starter is going to be, because the starter may only play a quarter, but who's going to play the entire game. And these are two teams I actually think the quarterback rotations are, are pretty solid, pretty strong. Let's look at New England first. Look. I'm not expecting Cam Newton to play, but, but again, if somehow he does, that's only a positive, right, because he's obviously a a starting quarterback. But assuming he does not play, we have Mac Jones, who I personally think is going to be a good professional quarterback, 15th pick in the draft, was you know right there as a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback for Alabama last year. I think he could do a very good job, and I expect we could see a lot of him. And they also, look, the other two guys for uh, New England, look, Jared Stidham was supposed to potentially be their starting quarterback last year before they went the Cam Newton, uh, the Cam Newton route, uh, you know, Stidham, you know, from Auburn or whatnot, I think has some potential. And he's had a couple cups of coffee in the NFL. I certainly think he's better than an undrafted free agent who a lot of times are playing in these games. And they also have Brian Hoyer, who, again, nothing great, but he's been a professional, has played for the last 10, 12 years that can actually, you know, lead a team on drives and not embarrass himself. And for Washington, let's look. We We have Taylor Ryan Fitzpatrick being the starter, not necessarily expecting to see him. If we do, that's just a bonus. But Taylor Heineke, you know, was terrific in that playoff game. Uh, They gave him a a, contract to see if he could potentially maybe be the starter eventually or be part of the long-term plans. I liked very much what I saw of him in that Tampa Bay playoff game. And then also, you know, Kyle Allen, who played for Coach Rivera at Carolina, um, you know, just two years ago, he threw for 17 touchdowns, and he showed to be at least a capable quarterback that has the ability to start games from the National Football League. So, I think that whoever's playing in this game, we're going to get a decent quarterback run, uh, and because of that, I think 34 and a half is too low of a number.
1: So, was 33 and a half has been bet up a point to 34 and a half. So, get down now. A couple of the baseball games today there's a couple that I looked at that I was just fascinated by the Dodgers and the Angels last night when I looked at this the Dodgers were plus or excuse me minus like 500 which I've never seen the Angels were plus 325 it's now down to Angels are plus 235 I never seen a line like this in baseball I mean what what is going on here
0: yeah, I didn't see that line. Well, that, that that doesn't make. Money. Yeah, that's crazy to me. I did not see that line because that was the key. I and mean, that that's that that line's too high. But what what I did in this game, you know, Dick, I look, I did take Urias of the Dodgers minus one and a half, minus one thirty five. Look, yep. Urias is go. thirteen and three with a three point four ERA. He's only allowed two runs his last eighteen innings, striking out over one an inning. And Jaime Berea is a below average starter. He actually only has eight strikeouts in twenty innings this year career area close to around 450 you know to me this is a game where i expect the dodgers to to really get healthy with the dodgers dominant lineup and score a lot of runs in this one and i i think uh i think urias will hold them to two runs or less i think this is going to be like one of those seven to one kind of games i'm never going to lay three to one in a baseball game just because the sport is just such a high variant sport where an upsets do happen uh if the dodgers win this game by one run i'll you will know, take my medicine and, and accept it. But uh, I do think the Dodgers win this one by two runs or more, and I feel pretty good about it.
1: Yeah, again, that's one Brad has pointed out to us over the recent weeks. When you get an overwhelming favorite in baseball. Like give said, a run. Yeah, give a run. You, you don't have you, to you lay nearly as yeah, much. Just... What you say, 130? So, yeah, it's a lot different than laying 250 or 300 or
2: 400. or I mean, the number. Hey, Brad, it's is, nice. there, is there any number, like on the percentage of major league games that actually end up as one-run games?
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a high percentage. It's in the 20s. It's a, it is a high percentage. Oh, okay. It is the most prevalent. It is the most prevalent, uh, okay. number that teams win by Makes is sense. one. So it definitely yep. is. But here's the thing. Here's the thing is that in a game like this, usually if I'm doing a run line game, I'm really doing it where both parts of it I have to feel good about. I have to feel very good that my pitcher is going to hold the other team to you know, hopefully two runs or less. Okay. And I have to feel good that my lineup is going to score, you know, in my own head at least six plus runs. And in, if I don't think that both those are going to happen, I don't do it. Okay, there's plenty of run line games where um, I may think that I don't have a tough that much confidence in my starting pitcher, or I don't know if the other team will score that many runs. Okay, but in a game like this, um, like I, I feel very confident the Dodgers should score six plus runs, and I feel pretty good that. They're going to behold this team to only a few runs with Urias from the mound.
2: Hey, talking with Brad Feinberg. Good, Mike. Hey, Brad, would want to ask you a question because about three or four weeks ago, we had said the Phillies were seven to one at the time in the NL East, and we had talked yeah. about what a good value it was. I know you've invested in the Braves, you really, and now, so here we are. Um, the, the Phillies yeah. in a week have gone from slop to first place. The Mets are even money. The Phillies and the Braves are both like two to one. I understand there's probably not a lot of value there. But who do you think out of those three? I know it ain't going to be the Mets. You are going to tell me, but would you take the Braves yeah. or the Phillies right now?
0: Braves. I think the Braves okay. are, are better than the Phillies uh, in more or less every every everything you want to talk about. I don't. Where the Phillies mm-hmm. better? I just don't think they are. Um, I think the Braves are better. They have a better bullpen. I think they have a better lineup, and I think they have a deeper all all around. Starting rotation. Well, that's obviously debatable. The starting pitching is close, but I like their hitting better and I like their bullpen better. Now, can the Phillies win the division? Absolutely, they can. Um, because the Braves have just been decimated with horrible luck this year. Say what you want to say about the Phillies, the Phillies haven't had any bad luck, you know. They've had bad bullpen play, but they haven't had any bad luck <laughs> like the Braves with the Ozuna and and Acuña. Those are just two things you couldn't foresee before the year. Um, I still like the Braves a little bit better, but it's close. And again, how the Mets continue to be favored to be I, I yeah. don't understand it. Uh yeah. this kind of huge respect the Mets are getting, you know, Jacob DeGrom. I'm not expecting him to come back. The Mets haven't hit all year. I mean, the Mets have been, you want to talk about a team that's underperformed slash crazy unlucky. The Mets are at the top of the list, in me, in my opinion. So I I do think, that, look, you can take both Philadelphia, um and uh, this was a much better bet when they were both getting, you know, four to one, three to one. But right. if you've taken yep. both those teams and faded the Mets, just dared the Mets to beat you, I get my two teams versus your one. I like yep. that, but um the, i if I had to pick one horse in this race, uh I would lean Atlanta, but you know Philadelphia probably uh I think Philadelphia and New York would be close second to me who I think will come in second, but i think I like Atlanta, I do
1: yeah to Rad's points those odds have now changed overnight. Mike and Brad, the Mets to win the NL East, they're still a favorite, but essentially it's an even money bet even now. The Mets are plus 155, Phillies are plus 165, and the Braves are plus plus. Oh, the 170. Mets went up to plus, okay. Yeah, that's on the Parks uh, Sports app okay. as we speak, so that was clearly adjusted. I mean, they've been
2: playing bad for a week. They've been yeah. in first place for 90 days, uh, but they yeah. haven't scored all year. Hey, Brad, think of all those people that bet the Grom three weeks ago to NBK. win the MVP. Good
1: luck to them. <laughs>
2: yeah, Brad was all over yeah, that. Too. No.
0: Yeah, we talked about that. That was, you know, it was interesting. They kept making DeGrom a big favorite for the Cy Young and the MVP. And and to me, there was a lot of value in feeding DeGrom because, look, you know the thing when there's smoke, there's fire. DeGrom had been injured like four times before this last serious injury. And then when it happened again, I'm like, wow, why is it so? Well, certainly he's going to come back. And and we see that he, he probably
1: isn't. Yeah, it's interesting. I I have a name, uh, an acronym for this in horse racing, Uh, Brad, which is similar to your DeGrom thing. It's called RIP, reputation-induced phenomenon, and they're always the right (laughs) to bet against them. I've had horses like that, and DeGrom was like that. It was all a reputation thing. That's why he was such a huge favorite, and the public jumped on it. When in doubt, Brad played against the public because the public is usually a little (laughs) behind the sharps like our buddy Brad. Unfortunately, that is correct. Uh, so a couple more baseball games. Uh, Yankees, Seattle. Yankees have been playing much better lately, but they're still having to catch. And they might get in a wild card now, but they're, they're still going to have to catch uh, Boston or uh, Tampa Bay. I don't think either either of those are likely to catch, but they're playing better. But Seattle's had a good year. What do you like in that game?
0: Well, I do want to say one quick thing. It's funny. Um, about 10 days ago, I said uh, it was to, I thought that the um, – I think I said it on your show last week that I think that the Toronto Blue Jays from this point on will finish with the best record in Major League Baseball. And I believe the Blue Jays have won 9 of 10 since I've said that. And the Yankees nice have also won 9 of 10. These have been two of the hottest teams. I still like yep. Toronto. Just to want to say this, they're still, I think, 12-1 to, to win the AL. Um, I think that is the team that I think they have arguably the best pitching in the American League and the best hitting in the American League. When you have the best pitching and the best hitting that's a pretty good combination. Yes, so I'll say. I like Toronto very, very much. Uh, it's just the team is I still think being undervalued in the futures market. I think they have the best roster in the entire American League. But so, what you're Yankees trying to say, really say
2: is you're trying to say the AL East is better than the NL East. Yeah, I think you're saying that. Man,
0: yeah. nah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> <That's a> bit... <laughs> but but I do I do think the Yankees are playing great too. But let's look who's pitching for Seattle. Yeah. I believe he's been the third or second most profitable starting pitcher this year. If you have been on all his starts this year, has been Chris Dixon. He's been really, really good, guys. He's had just a very solid season. Um, he's his last nine starts, seven of the nine starts allowed only two runs. I love that. Um, and Andrew Haney has just been really. They you know, just traded from from the Angels. He's just really struggled all year. ERA over five, around five point three zero. Um, I Flex and plus a dollar seventy in the five inning line. Um, I and the reason the five inning line, guys, the longer the game goes, it clearly favors the Yankees team that has a deeper bullpen, far better hitting. But for five innings, again, I thought this line should been closer to it. maybe, maybe. Uh, New York laying a dollar thirty-five, taking a dollar seventy. To me, was just ridiculous. I think this is closer to a fifty-fifty game, and I'll get out of Dodge after five innings. I really like flexing in the five-inning line. I think that's much closer game than a coin flip.
1: Love it. Uh, to Brad's point about the Toronto, I'm looking at the AL East run differential numbers, and they ultimately tell you who's who. They have the best run differential in the division, the second best in the league. They're plus one twenty-two. Boston must be the luckiest team in, in baseball, Brad, because they're only plus 34, and they're 17 games over 500. So that means they've won yeah, every well, photo finish. That catches up with it. They've lost 8 out of 10 up in Boston right now.
0: Yeah, but, but look, let's look at Toronto, Dick, and what, what they've done. Okay, first of all, just, like, they've had, you know, all year, they've had Ryu, who came in second in the Cy Young last year. He's having yep. another terrific season. You're a fucking underrated player who's had a great career. Check out Inju Ryu's career stats. Tremendous record, tremendous ERA every year of his career. By the way, and no one ever talks about him as being a good pitcher. Maybe it's because he's you know a little overweight or whatnot. Doesn't maybe look like a traditional professional athlete like the John Kruk of pitching. Maybe, but but he's really been a good career pitcher every year of his career. And Robbie Ray is right now I think right probably maybe the second most likely Cy Young Award winner. He's been terrific. But they just added Jose Barrios, who's had a terrific career, having another really good season, uh, and then. The rookie, Alex Manoa, in his 10 starts, has been nothing short of sensational as Nia Ray in the low twos. has just been incredible, every single start for them. No team has four starters like that in the American League. And then you even look at their depth. Steven Mattson, Ross Stripling, battling out as the fifth starter. This is a really good team. They already know what we know they have the bats. Um, I, again, I'm very bullish on the Toronto Blue Jays.
1: And for obvious reasons, uh, the last uh... Game we have Houston Minnesota Houston as good as anybody Minnesota as bad as anybody What do you like in this contest?
0: You know, look, this is a game, and I and I, I did lose yesterday. I had um I had the Astros with the run line, and the Twins upset them. Um, but I'm actually going to come back in the five inning line again. Pineda was plus a dollar eighty five over Luis Garcia. Now again, five inning line. The reason being, the longer this game goes, it clearly favors Houston. Much better, deeper bullpen, way better lineup. Not interested in this game after five innings. But for five innings, Pineda, he's a pro. I mean, he's a guy that is a decent major league pitcher. He has been every year of his career. Eight of his ten starts, he's allowed three runs or less. So I'm probably going to get a professional outing here. And Luis Garcia's had a nice rookie season, but he may be hitting the proverbial rookie wall. He's allowed ten runs his last nine innings. His ERA has gone all the way up from, like, the mid-twos now to 3.50 area. Um... Yeah, I just think plus twenty-five was too high. Um, I thought the line should have been maybe closer to like a dollar fifty. I expect to lose the bet, but I thought there was some value in taking the underdog twins to the five any one.
1: It's another great uh, education, betting 101. I uh, like those five-inning things. Yeah, no, that's the first I'd heard of that, but that's why we have Brad.
0: You like to do that when you have the inferior bullpen. Like, let's take the Phillies, for example. The Phillies yep. are a great case. No team's had a worse bullpen than the Phillies. Do you, you want to go to war with the Phillies' bullpen? No, you don't. So you get out of dodge after five innings where you don't have to deal with that. Um, again, and. Conversely, if you have a much better bullpen, I want the longer game. I want you know I want to have that team for nine innings. Uh, if, if you have the better lineup, I want it over nine innings. But especially if you're an underdog, one of my favorite things to do is to play the underdog on the five inning line because I see a lot of games uh, where the favorite teams, just because of the better bullpen, and the better lineup, uh, and those last four innings, is able to come back and win the game. Uh, so, and even if the game's tied after five innings, I not necessarily want to have. The underdog, if they don't have the bullpen and backs to match up late in the game.
1: Yeah, ja- yeah. James Kahn and the gambler needed halftime lines back in the day. That's right. Uh, Remember yeah. the? Fi- oh my Remember? God,
0: the, uh- the free throws, uh, the free throws, uh, the Lakers-Seattle Supersonics
1: game. <laughs> he went to collect the money and knocked on the guy's door. He says, I was ahead in all three games. He said, they don't pay yeah, for a half Yeah, I was ahead
0: in all three games. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, In a, a classic funny.
1: moment back in the day, uh, he needed to uh, be around. So speaking of the Phillies, uh, they are bludgeoning people. Uh, they're They're putting up incredible numbers. Bryce Harper is playing as well as anybody in baseball at the moment. There, I know there's some talk in this town about an MVP possibility. I don't know what how possible that is or is fourteen to one. It's fourteen. What's uh, the what, first of all? I know you watch the game. So what are you seeing from the team? I know we said they're, they're now uh, not as good a bet as they were at seven to one. But how good is Harper yeah. playing specifically?
0: Well, look, Bryce Harbour, again, it's, you know, this is, what is thirty year? I believe thirty year with Bill yes.
2: yes.
1: To me, yep. when you sign one of those
0: kind of contracts, guys, you're look, the best free agent signing to me ever was probably Max Scherzer, his seven-year deal where he basically was an all-star all seven years, where he was a top-five starter all seven years. Deals like that almost never happen. Usually mm-hmm. when you're signing one of these big free agents, let's say the, the 10-year, I think it was a 13-year deal, was it pick at 13 years? Is that correct? That's was right. It, a lot it,
2: of years. 13-330.
0: Yes, okay. So usually in those kind of deals, you're hoping just that, you know, maybe like six to seven of the years are really good, and then you, you just hope yep. for the best with the rest. But to me, Bryce Harper has been exactly what I hoped he would be. Like, I know he had his one uh, MVP season earlier, and he was hyped as this, you know, best player in baseball. I don't think he's that. I think he's clearly shown he's a legitimate middle of the order, all star caliber player uh, that's really good. And I think the Phillies have to be ecstatic. That they were able to get him, uh, and that he's produced the way he has. Uh, they've needed him all year. He's been, you know, had a really nice year. Uh, and look, look, the Phillies to me, and, and I tell you guys, tell me if you agree with this. You guys do this as your job. You're in the media. I got to ask you guys, you know, on your show and, and and just in general, why is it that Aaron Nola gets no criticism? I don't understand. Yeah, it's it. a great point. This is a guy brutal. that if no one talks about how disappointing he's been. He's a big four ZRA, you know, and, and because yep. of that year a couple of years ago, people, and look, I fall for it too. I'm thinking, okay, he's really overrated where you, you you think he's this all-star dominant number one starter, and he just, he's been okay. Uh, but, geez, um, he's not been anyone near as good as Zach Wheeler. And if, he's, if he'd had the year that we expected him to have, I think the Phillies could have a three- or four-game lead in the, in the playoffs in, you know, leading that division right now.
1: Yeah, he's been the most disappointing player on the team, no, no question, versus expectations, versus reality. But that's how good Harper's been for the last, I don't know, month. month. And, anytime you watch him now, even when he's out, he, he's he, he, everything he hits is a in. rocket. Yeah, no, he really is in that home run he had last night. I mean, he's got yeah. as – Well, he be- almost hit one earlier in the game. Right, he just missed the one. He's got cool. as beautiful a swing as there's ever been in the history of the sport. Okay. He's I at will the plus
0: talk about you guys real quick because we know it's not going to be, you know, obviously DeGrom and if, if Tatis – is out for the season, which, right. again, right. I have a naming definitive. This is the most yep. wide open they had. I think Parks had Max Muncie Max Muncy was third. Four. Yeah, yeah, he was third. Harper's
1: 5-1 now, is that what you said? He must have really got bet last night. You said he was 14-1 last night. Yeah, now he's 5 after last night. Oh, wow.
0: wow. Okay, well, I can't. I, had four, I was going <laughs> to say 14-1, I actually think that had value. 5-1, that's a totally no. different, a totally different animal. But it, it, yeah. it everybody in, in
2: Philadelphia probably bet him after last night. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's probably yeah, what happened. Yeah, Drive the number down, and that
2: the- could depend on if they win the division. I mean, if the Dodgers end up you 100%. know running away, who knows how that factors? I, I haven't been paying attention to Max Muncie, but obviously if he's up there, he must be having a great year. But the Dodgers are so darn good. I mean, Tatis would have won it. Yeah, I he is certainly
1: the runaway leader.
2: Hey, Brad, it's been awesome as always, buddy. We look forward to our talks every Saturday
1: at ten thirty. We'll uh, we'll catch up with you next week.
0: Me too, guys. Stay safe, everyone. Appreciate you guys both. 18 plus.